I need to be needed. That's the concept of codependence. I always right. picture the wife who's going out and her husband is passed out drunk on the lawn out front in his own vomit. And she goes out early in the morning to scoop him up, bring him inside so that he doesn't look bad in front of all the neighbors. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, does selflessness lead to being abused? Yeah, that's a good question. So guess what we're talking about today? I have no idea. What well, you want me to about? tell you? Yeah, I'm going to th- throw you under the bus today. What are we talking about today? We should talk about how important it is to plan getaways with your spouse. Um, no. No? You don't think it's important to plan getaways with your spouse? I don't. I think that's absolutely rubbish. I think it's a waste of time. <laughs> oh, well, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Says the husband to the travel agent wife. <laughs> Uh, No, no, no. Uh, Today's question actually came from someone who um, bothered to spend a few dollars and buy the book I wrote several years ago that's Ah. available on Amazon. Shameless plug. It's called What a Wife Really Wants. It used to be called something else, but that's the new working title. What a Wife Really Wants. It goes over the six parts of the secure marriage framework. And one of the main parts of the secure marriage framework is this idea of being selfless. You can't go into your marriage hoping to get your own happiness. You can't go into marriage trying to get everything you want out of the relationship. You have to go in prepared to serve your spouse. Correct. Correct? Yes. Nothing wrong with that idea. But the person who read this book I wrote came back with a really good question, which is basically, doesn't this selflessness lead to being abused? And the context of the question was, he actually was married to a wife who was diagnosed with a mental illness and was abusive and harsh to him. And his question was, if I just continue to try to be selfless, Selfless. if I try to serve her, if I try to still be a good, loving husband to her, wouldn't that just have led to more years of being abused and hurt and taking advantage of and a pretty miserable life for him? Yes. I thought it was a good question. Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And so... If he's got the question, I assume other people might have that question, especially as they listen to this podcast and they hear this concept of selflessness over and over and over. Right. And my short answer to him was basically, there's an important word that goes in front of that, which is mutual selflessness. Yes, exactly. This selflessness or this being a servant of your spouse works best when you have two relatively healthy people, people who have not been diagnosed with mental illnesses. We can assume that anything short of a mental illness diagnosis, there's different levels of health and skill sets and willingness and ability and all these other things like this. But these are for people who don't have a mental illness. They are just married to each other. Yes. And they're trying to figure out how to be married well to each other. And when you do that, mutual selflessness, which is I'm going to enter in this relationship. I'm going to try to serve you. I'm going to try to understand you. I'm going to become a student of you and who you are and what you need. I'm going to try to anticipate your needs so that you don't have to ask for them. I want to communicate that I care about you. Right. Your needs, your feelings, all of that is important to me. Yes. And when you do the same thing back to me, now it's a race to who can outserve each other, who can outlove each other. And that ends up being a pretty good relationship. It does because... 
even though you're giving and giving and giving, mm -hmm. you're being filled yep. because your spouse is giving and giving. Exactly. Which gives you more to be able to give. Exactly. Now, if you're doing that selflessness, that serving in a codependent way, which is basically I'm going to cover for all your mistakes and I'm not going to let you be accountable for any of the consequences that, that come from your bad decisions because I need to be needed. That's the concept of codependence. I always right. picture the wife who's going out and her husband is passed out drunk on the lawn out front in his own vomit. And she goes out early in the morning to scoop him up, bring him inside so that he doesn't look bad in front of all the neighbors. Right. The term codependent actually comes out of alcohol. It's anonymous because you have a person who is dependent on alcohol and then you have a codependent, someone who who needs to take care of someone who's messed up, basically. If that is the kind of servanthood we're talking about, that's highly dysfunctional. Yes. That is not what we're talking about in this series. This is not that is not selflessness. That is unhealthy relational dynamics in, in a marriage and cannot continue on and have a thriving, good, healthy marriage. Instead, this is for two human beings who are just selfish. Again, I'm I'm a sinful, selfish person who likes to get my needs met, and so are you. Yep. You agree with that, right? I sure All right, do. Just make sure everyone hears that. You're pointing at <clears throat> me, and you thought I was going to say, no, I'm not. <laughs> we both are, because yes. we're just fallible, sinful human beings, and we just want our way. And it takes energy and effort and intent to every day go, wait a second, I want to serve this person across the table from me. Yes. Now, sometimes it happens. And again, I see it a lot in my occupation where you get married to someone because you actually fall in love. You want to have a happy relationship for the rest of your life. And then after you're married, you find out at some time later in the future, there's other dynamics going on. Mm -hmm. There is mental illness that is present. There is personality disorders that are present. And no matter what you do, no matter how well you serve, no matter how much you give, it is still never enough and it is still actually being used against you. This person is taking your selflessness and actually weaponizing it. Mm -hmm. They are trying to use it to continually get what they want. The two kind of predominant mental illnesses that fall underneath the personality disorder categories would be narcissism. That's where everything is about me. And your job is to make me look good and feel good or either borderline or bipolar. Those kind of personality disorders end up falling into a category where it doesn't matter what you do. It's still never enough for me to be satisfied in right. that. If you ever have a personality disorder or a mental illness diagnosed into a relationship, then you have to consider that in how you relate to your spouse because yes. it is a handicap. Just like you have to take into consideration if someone is physically handicapped. If they are in a wheelchair, you can't expect them to go upstairs. They can't do it. They, they physically can't walk up there. They're in a wheelchair. You have to build ramps around the house. If someone's blind, you have to take that into consideration. You don't take the keys and hand it to the blind person and say, you drive. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. You have to take it into consideration. And when there's a mental illness or a mental handicap that is in place, then different rules kick in. And I'm going to be really, really clear. This podcast is not that podcast. This isn't a mental health podcast. Right. This isn't how to live as someone who has been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. This isn't the podcast that talks about how to live with someone who is borderline. Those things are just too complex and too broad of scope to be covered in this relationship podcast. Instead, we are talking to individuals who haven't been diagnosed with mental health issues, 
who are still just trying to figure out how to do this thing called marriage and how to love each other. And they are relatively mentally healthy, even if they're not perfect. And again, within that scope, there is different levels of skill set. Marriage is a skill set. And some people have better skills than the other, but there isn't this extra medically diagnosed mental illness issue that's in the way. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And something that I was thinking about and we talk about a lot is when you have a marriage where someone is just reading your book, they're learning about mutual selflessness and being selfless and giving of themselves and giving of Mm -hmm. themselves. And that question of, well, my spouse doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. And we talk about how as you start to make those changes, it's an invitation for your spouse to begin to change. So as you're learning to put those pieces into place and to start being selfless and giving of yourself, your spouse will, it may take time because it's new. It's something very new. It may take time, but eventually that will pay off and they will begin to do that as well. And at some point, you can even talk to your spouse about, this is what I've learned. I'm learning about mutual selflessness. This is what it looks like. This is what the book says, how you do it. And so that's something to be encouraged by because when you start to make changes, they're noticeable and almost always your spouse follows along when they're in a relatively healthy place. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. I think the thing I want everyone to hear who's listening to this podcast episode right now is we don't want you to do anything that puts you into a position to be abused. Right. That's just kind of a common sense, but it actually needs to be stated out loud. Sure. All of these principles, if practiced in a healthy, normal, appropriate way, should not lead to being abused. And if it leads to you being abused, it is absolutely appropriate for you to put some boundaries in place. Yes. For you to get yourself into a healthy, safe environment, whether that leaves means you're leaving the house, whether that means you're putting up some emotional boundaries, whether that means you get professional help. We don't want people to be abused. And when you practice the six parts of the secure marriage framework, you will not be abused. If, 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 if everyone again, isn't dealing with a mental illness, mental illnesses, all the rules change, right? Because they have to be factored into the dynamic. But again, I've already talked about that. I thought it was a good question from yeah. the person who ordered my book. and I love uh, that they sent in a, a question yeah. that was like, this doesn't line up with what I have experienced myself. Yeah. So, yeah. So if this is you. If you bought my book and you are, you know, had the same question, hopefully this clarifies it. If you have bought my book and you have other questions, you're welcome to send them in to us. Yeah. Paul at securemarriage.com. If you want to buy the book, it's called What a Wife Really Wants by Paul Elmore. Amazon, $14.99. Download Kindle version or actually get a hard copy version of it. It's all the same content that you've been hearing on this podcast, but, you know, it's a good read and... We're trying to put out resources for any kind of learning style. If you like to listen, great. Podcast is your place. If you like to read, great. We got a book for you. That'll help. If you like watching videos, Secure Marriage on YouTube. If you like to do interpretive dance, we've got nothing for you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but we could put for... a video together if you want. We can't put a video together <laughs> of us doing an interpretive dance. We don't know how. We definitely don't know how. Everything else we got you covered. Have you not ever seen interpretive dance? You just got to wiggle around. You're good to go. <laughs> You'd call it what you want it. If anyone writes in asking for the interpretive dance, you're just going to get um, crickets from us. There's going to be no response. <laughs> not going to happen. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. It's been uh, nice talking with you. We hope you have a good day. We'll talk to you later. All right. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, Does Selflessness Lead to Abuse? Yes! Lead to being abused. Oh, shoot. I thought you had it the first time. You were dang close. <laughs>